Yeah. Tell me a story. Cool. Um. Uh, so. Um. Man, the way I had set it up earlier was fucking perfect too. Um, <laughs> there's this uh, whole thing where I was about to rewatch the Batman Brave and the Batman the Brave and the Bold. Uh huh. Um. You're, you said you said to me I fell down I fell down a Wikipedia hole. You fell down a Wikipedia hole. And I arrived at Batman the Brave and the Bold and I was talking earlier about how like the 1960s Batman movie is probably one of my favorite. And it's cuz I'm a, I'm a I'm kind of a big fan of less than serious Batman. You're one of a rare few in that case. Um and I can appreciate serious Batman. And there is serious Batman stuff I enjoy, but it's a little overbearing sometimes. It can be. How did you? Um, how is that? How did you feel about the animated series? Because I always thought that was a decent. Oh, the animated, ser- the the animated series is amazing, but um, and I'll always like treasure it for. Essentially, it made me a Batman fan. Same. Um. But yeah. Um, Kind of on the same subject. Okay. Uh, there's a. Uh, whenever like I'm excited for a movie to come out, um, I'll uh, I'll avoid watching any trailers for it. Okay. Like I'm, I'm actually doing that right now with Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, I kind of am too. I, I've only I've seen very little trailers for that, and that's that's kind of <laughs> intentional. It, it helps that I don't have cable, but. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I've yeah, been doing the same uh, thing with Guardians of the Galaxy. So, well, there, there's actually a picture of Guardians on the gal- of the Galaxy on uh, the pack of Doritos I have, and I had to cover it up with duct tape. I feel like you almost <laughs> said. I feel like you almost said Guardians of uh, Guardians of the Doritos. <laughs> no, that's I'd diva. Watch that movie. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, so. Going into both uh, the Dark Knight Rises and uh, Star Wars, the new one. Um, the Star new Wars. one Awakens. Uh, yeah, The Force Awakens. Uh, I did not watch a single trailer for either of those. That takes willpower. I, it, it it did, and uh, it was very much worth it for The Force Awakens. Um, I really, really dug The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Um, I have my issues with Dark Knight Rises, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but I had an interesting experience with that one because I avoided trailers. So I went to the movie theater. Mm-hmm. I was under the influence. Ah, you've been uh, you've been enjoying some of the Devil's Lettuce. <laughs> yeah, um, I I was vi- uh, in edible form. Oh, so mm. you've been enjoying some of the devil salad? <laughs> the, the fuck? <laughs> Go on, ignore the crazy man. <laughs> oh, you know the salad. You when know the thing edible. comprised mostly of lettuce. <laughs> No, there could be some spinach. Anyway. <laughs> Croutons. Um, uh, I'm a spinach salad guy myself. Okay. Um, I like spinach. Anyway. Um, so I sat down for The Dark Knight Rises. 
knowing absolutely nothing about the film. I knew nothing. And uh, it started, mm-hmm. and we got to the parts with Bane, <laughs> and I just sat there, high as a fucking kite, <laughs> and my internal monologue went, oh, he's not going to talk this way the whole time, is he? <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, <laughs> um, I sat there watching, and I was barely containing myself, and, like, I had that moment of, like, clarity, and what that moment of clarity told me is, if Bane and Batman are in a scene talking to each other, you are not going to be able to handle it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, lo and behold... It got to a scene where Bane was doing his Bane voice at Batman, and Batman was doing his Christian Bale Batman voice at Bane. (laughs) And I was just sitting there laughing the kind of laughter where people were wondering if I was okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Uh, I, I I remember watching it in the theaters and thinking, this has got to have fucking subtitles. <laughs> there were major sounds, parts where I'm just like, I don't know what like he's saying. like Sean Connery after a d- dentist visit. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you think people made fun of Bane in middle school for having headgear? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think uh, I think the point is uh, no one ever What did they call D in in high school? The metal monster. Aluminum monster. Aluminum monster. Oh yeah, just the aluminum monster. I think there's that moment. I I still love that moment in the movie when that kid's singing. He just stops and goes goes. Oh, what a lovely, lovely voice. <laughs> I'm going to compliment coming from you, Bane. <laughs> uh, there's case... things I like about that movie. There's things I don't like about that movie. But for the most part, all I think about that movie is who the fuck thought his voice was a good idea? <laughs> uh, uh, the thing I like most about that movie is that Scarecrow a.k.a. Jonathan Crane, was there for two seconds. Yep. Um, and he was like, hi, guys. Hey, is bad. Hey, guys, I'm Killian Murphy. I'm one of the most beautiful men on the planet, and uh, I am friends with Chris Nolan, which is why I'm still I in this. I raw dog the shit out of that guy. <laughs> like, he is one of the few men who is not a Korean pop singer who I would bang that's a guy. <laughs> Because I mean, Korean pop singers are their own class of like, well, that's not gay. Like, that's... <laughs> Come on. Have you guys ever seen the music video for uh, a song called Purple Line? No. It is legitimately my favorite, uh, like, gay Korean porno? music video ever. And the reason being is because of the lyrics. The first thing that happens is, and they say this in English, Now, I see this way. It looks like purple line gotta introduce myself breakdown 
I love their their like misinformed, like comically misinformed concept of what sounds cool in English. Oh, it gets better because there's a line where a guy gets into a car and goes, "I really want to touch my ass." Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> have you, have you, do you know about uh, Gigi? Oh, Gigi, Gigi, baby, 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 baby. G-G-G. yeah. Yeah. And, it start, and the song starts out, it's like, uh-huh, listen, boy, my first love story. It's, it's all ridiculous kawaii bullshit like that. Yeah. Anyway, all of that has nothing to do with Creek Path. Creek Path? Is that what we're reading not even, today? Not even, like, vaguely. <laughs> we just really no. wanted to talk about that, because after that last episode, we needed to let off some steam. It's going to be so embarrassing when we get to, like, the end of this story and Bane Raw Dog's a K-pop star. <laughs> Ooh. The last line of the story is going to be, gotta introduce myself. <laughs> My name... Gotta introduce myself. <laughs> this is further proof that the best thing about about the show is the banter. So here we are, undercooked analysis. It's your it's your boys. It looks died. like purple line. Gotta introduce this story. It's Creek Path. Yeah, uh, here we we have me. I'm I'm Rain. Uh, to my left, I have um, CL of twenty one, and the R and CL and Psy. Y'all can divvy up who gets to be who. Oh, actually, it, fuck that. I'm I'm CL of twenty one. Fuck you guys. That's fine. In in order to understand my story, you have to have a little bit of ba- uh have a little bit of background info. So here it goes. Here we Gotta go. Gotta introduce myself. <laughs> Gotta introduce myself. God damn. <laughs> I, th- I think I should read this part too. Okay, go for it. My neighborhood is a series of blocks kind of shoveled together. It's in a curve sh- sort of shape. There's, like, there's multiple ways to get to every house in the neighborhood. About three streets east of my house is a street that has an opening into a popular biking trail that runs by a little irrigation creek. Uh, the creek runs from the nearby canyon into a park called Heritage Park and then flows into and joins with a canal. Now you know the essence of my neighborhood. You know what's weird is there's a park near me called Heritage Park, and it's uh, got a playground that's like actually colonial themed, like with freaking buildings and a church on a hill and a ship and in the cholera. Harbor. Oh, so much cholera! I was about to say the name of the park by where I live, but if I said that, people would know where I live. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, uh, I. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Resident fucking weirdo Kayla already knows where you live. <laughs> I mean, that's how Kayla found me. I gave her a card without my name on it when we first met, and she found me on Facebook. Hey, you're David King, right? 
you see like my story of my girlfriend's imaginary is is sad but yours is scary i know um it's worked out so far though i haven't been i haven't been stabbed to death like i I don't think i don't think david was here when i told brandon how i met my girlfriend which is good brandon's being really cool for now making fun of me for no i don't need to make fun of you for it i can just laugh about it in my head yeah You've only told me one story about your girlfriend, and that was that time you saw the Aurora Borealis, much like the way you saw the Dark the Dark Knight Rises. That is such a good story. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we another have, time, though. Yeah, we're in the midst of a of a different story. Uh, in fact, this story begins on a fall morning some four years ago. My little sister was turning three. I grew up with five brothers, so. She was kind of an amusing novelty to my friends and I. We would dress her up, take her on walks, and invite her to play minor roles in our imaginary games, such as the family pet or the baby sister. That's bizarre, because normally when you have five boys, uh, I I guess it would be... I grew up with five... So it would be six boys and one girl. The girl would become a tomboy, but the opposite has happened happening the the boys are being sissified by the girl um i also would like to point out uh that they use the incorrect spelling of roles so mm-hmm. uh it's r-o-l-l-s but the only way it's not incorrect is if they're dressing her up like a piece of bread <laughs> well they small small piece of bread. Minor rolls, and it just makes me think they're rolling a minor down a hill. Uh, is that is that one of those anti jokes that you love, Alan? Yep. There it was. There it was. I pulled it, I pulled it David. Yep. Yep. That's uh, uh you know, I'm, I'll own it. I'll fuck it. Oh. Alone, alone. That that's that's my that's my lot in life now. I feel I, every single time I make you guys laugh, it is the biggest triumph in my world. I'm just gonna put that out there right now. I'm not gonna point out how sad that is. <laughs> but you just did. We're gonna we're gonna let David play his his minor role. Hey, David, read. What it's me? It's, it's Alan. I, I read. I read. Now you know the essence of my neighborhood. And the, so it's actually you, Dead Palette. Okay. Uh, so in this particular morning, uh, my friend Cassie and I, uh, and I were feeling particularly restless. Uh, we were thirteen-year-old girls at <laughs> the time. Wait, what? And we were too old to be playing dress up or pretend anymore and too young to give each other makeovers and talk about boys. So we didn't quite know what to do with ourselves. So uh, we decided it would be fun to make my little sister on a, take my little sister on a walk along the creek path. Makeover, makeover, oh, shit. Makeover, 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 makeover. So here's the dumb thing that was making me laugh um, while Dead Palette was talking. Uh, I restated the one sentence I said as a paragraph, and as he was say as he was saying it, my brain went, 
They're in a couple of guys who are up to no good. <laughs> now you know the essence of my neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. So now we've established that our author or our narrator is female. Yeah. Which explains the games yeah. too. Family and also or baby sister. Also apparently either Catholic or Mormon with how many fucking kids we have. Right? Oh man, is this the return of Mormon jokes? Every <laughs> Mormon and or Catholicism jokes. <laughs> is, this, is it time to crack? Is it's it time, time to, to crack, crack open a room temperature t- ginger? <laughs> <laughs> it's time to start making Abrahamic new, religion jokes. That's a new wrinkle to the stereotype I invented. <laughs> it, it has to be room temperature ginger. <laughs> <laughs> You're allowed to have one bowl of room temperature ginger. <laughs> <laughs> one bowl. <laughs> oh my fuck, you guys. How are we going to get through this? We you won't. should... You also should understand that I was kind of a timid child. I skipped ahead. She was too young to walk very fast, so Cassie and I decided to use her stroll her. Stroll. Mm. I'm a robot. Decided to use her stroll her. (laughs) We settled her inside it just as the storm clouds began to gather overhead. Mm -hmm. Neither of us were unnerved by the storm. We lived next to a mountain and rainfall was common. But I felt something very different about... Something different about the air that day. I didn't mention it because Cassie was one of those volatile friends we all have as children. And if I said something to deter her from our walk, she would have stomped away and refused to speak to me anymore. What a bitch. 13-year-old politics. You also should... Yes, that's that's the case. Mm -hmm. You also should understand that I was kind of a timid child. I was a people pleaser and couldn't stand to see anyone upset. But along with that, I was especially sensitive to fear-invoking situations. I sort of made myself more scared of things than I should have been on a regular basis. My feelings of foreboding was something that occurred often and due to, and due to varying harmless situations. Nothing bad had ever come of those feelings, so I shrugged it off when we began our walk. Well, that's eerie. That's kind of like me as a kid. Yeah, so right here we have two, two things. Uh, one, everything thus far has been... Uh, paced extremely well, I think. Yeah. And there's been a steady buildup of just not not even really like uh, tension, tension, just like story tension. We're getting more details and getting closer to the point, um, and it's happening in a nice progression. And it's the way that you would tell a story that's real. This is the way that you tell a story that is a, a blog post. You know what I mean? No, it works out uh, well. Like this is not straying from that and. Yeah, despite all the stupid shit we're saying in between, I, I, the pacing is not lost on me. So yeah, after reading, after reading some dog shit, we need this. We really need yep. this. Um, full disclosure: we are recording this on the same night we're recording a couple other ones, and uh, if you listen to the last episode, you know exactly the episode we were coming off of. So yeah, and then thing two is also uh, the character is speaking with. Uh, 2020 hindsight mm-hmm. of just like diagnosing how they were as a kid and i think that that's something very relatable like you you were just saying that that's how you were as a kid yeah and, and that's i'm sure that you look back and have all these regrets of being a people pleaser too much mm-hmm. and these formative experiences 
And so it makes it super easy to relate. This is a very relatable story. Definitely. Yep. So far, so good. There we go. That, that that was a bunch of bullshit banter, and then we actually got some analysis in there. That's Boom. shocking. Sometimes shocking. Banty talking, bang talking yo. Oh my god, we should read. Um, well, I just read. So so. It's, so I struggled off, and we began our walk. Is that where I we were? Off, I shrugged it off, and we began our walk. Yeah, so it's the next one. We made it to the creek before the wind started blowing. The branches of the trees lining the creek were swaying and leaves and pebbles were hitting us in the face and eyes. Only my sister Gwen, safe in her baby carriage, stayed untouched by the gust. When Cassie shouted to me that we should head home, I was fairly relieved. I will not lie to you. I was terrified. We already we we were already more than halfway to where the creek trail led off back into my neighborhood, so we continued on. Cassie began looking over her shoulder as we pushed forward. Once I asked her what was wrong, and she said nothing, but I could tell she felt uncomfortable. We finally made it to the end of the creek trail and back into the neighborhood, and I turned to tell Cassie how glad I was when I noticed two things. One, the wind had abruptly stopped, and two... Cassie was staring back at the trail, her eyes wide, her face pale. Knees weak, arms heavy. Bobbing on sweater already, mom spaghetti. Uh, she spoke one word, and that one word communicated everything I needed to make. Uh, I needed to make me obey. She had told me to run. Still pushing Gwen's stroller with one hand, I grabbed Cassie and ran. As we were running away, I heard a massive snapping sound and briefly looked behind us to see a huge branch fall right off a tree where we had been standing only moments before. Mm. I'll update this later. It probably doesn't sound that scary, but reliving it is a little hard for me. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. This person is is framing this in this way of they're trying to go through these memories to sort them out. And this is this is hard. For, this this is a little kind of the whole world. <laughs> and then pebbles hit her face and then -na 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 -na. <laughs> branches fall. Um <laughs> So, so we have nothing overtly horrifying. This was just a horrifying experience to this person in this situation. Probably irrational. Yeah, it's um, it's 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 intriguing because at least you're, we we already we kind of are getting a little bit of a because the narrator has described themselves. It's like okay, we're we're invested. We want to know kind of what you experience because we actually maybe kind of like you as a person because you've opened yourself up mm -hmm. you know like this is this is personal and it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like it's trying too hard to be anything no. but a, a memory <clears throat> so we'll move on to continued next the next little portion yep. um all right so <clears throat> After we got home, Cassie and I agreed to write down what we saw. We used an old notebook of mine that I've now lost, including the weird weather situation and the falling branch. It's been years since, and Cassie lives, still lives next door. 
but she's never told me what she saw. She now avoids me, and I don't blame her. Aw. Also, my notebook got stolen by Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> I have one with the leaves. Shh. <laughs> I, nurture, I nurture my skin. <laughs> Fast forward a couple of years. My friend Tiffany and I were walking at night together. We live in northern Utah. Wait, is Utah the one oh, with my, all the uh, Mormons? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god, I swear to god, guys, I had no idea that this was like... Uh, we live in uh, northern Utah, and walking at night isn't a hazard like it is in other places. And I remember that one day on the uh, creek trail, I decided to go back and investigate. Um, this Utah thing is really throwing me. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um... We were on our way to the trail when a familiar feeling hit me. About as hard as a huge sack of bricks might. It was a sack of bricks. <laughs> Wham. <laughs> Tiffany threw bricks at me. Shuddering, I looked at Tiffany. She bore a distinct resemblance to Cassie. Aww. Uh, that's... That's interesting. Yeah. Support. What does that mean? Maybe in the whole like pale and terrified. I guess so. Sense. Yeah. Hmm. hmm. She said, "Let's get out of here," and I agreed. We left, but the feeling didn't leave until I crossed the boundaries of my house. Even then, I was badly shaken. Here is where things start to get real for me. So I, I like the way that that's phrased instead of here's where things get creepy or here's where things get horrifying. It's like, no, this is where things got real. Um, instead of you know just I mean? jumping at shadows. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I sleep next to the playroom in my house, which doesn't have a door. I can see straight into the room when my own door, which doesn't have a lock, is open. Oh, shit. I... And the playroom has a door providing access to a cold storage room, which is a sort of extra pantry. Ooh, for all our fucking me uncomfortable. for all our fucking Mormon kids, because <laughs> we need all this food for all these fucking Mormon kids. I I have a feeling this this setup is important because um I have since I was very young this you know there's this fear of looking out an open doorway into a hallway and seeing something cross a hallway that shouldn't be there. Mm. That's always been a, a horrifying image to me. It's the cold storage room where we keep our ginger ale before we take it out and microwave it. <laughs> I was going to make. I was going to say that no, the the uh, ginger ale is kept in the playroom because the ginger ale is a toy. Yes, oh, for, <laughs> ginger ale is a toy for Mormons. Uh, whose turn is it? My turn. I, no, uh, David's turn. It's is it, it's already my turn. Yeah. Yeah. Those wow. are quick. Shocking. I started noticing, night after night, that the cold storage door was slightly opened and the light in the storage room was on. Night after night, I would go into the playroom and pick up some ginger ale and shake it around. Uh, <laughs> I would uh, turn off the light and go to bed. And morning after morning, I would wake up and get out of bed. And the light was on. Guys, I'm really craving a ginger ale right now. So yesterday I tried a new kind of ginger ale called Bai this B-A-I and boy it just tasted like uh, what's is it Stevia 
Is that stevia? That? Stevia. Stevia. Oh my god, it was just like a can of stevia. Oh my, it was awful. Oh, it sounds awful. I do Canada Dry. Canada, Canada Dry. Enough about my love life. <laughs> Jeez. Self-burn is strong. Man, that joke just came, just fell out of me. <laughs> do we need Do we need more therapy comedy? No, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> Whose turn is it? Uh, I think it's you. Uh, no, no, it's you, because who, who did morning after morning? Well, I read, I started noticing, okay, yeah, it is back to me already, jeez. After about a month of this, I approached my little brother who sleeps next door and who eats about as much as your average hippopotamus. <laughs> And kills a lot of people in Africa as a result. I asked him if he'd been sneaking into the cold storage to get himself a snack, and he denied it. I decided to stay up and watch to see if I could catch my brother red-handed. I stayed up all night listening for a door to open next to me. Nothing, but in the morning, the light was on. Again, uh, if your brother was actually stealing food, why the fuck would he leave the light on? I don't know. Anyway. Um, I don't really know what to do. Yep. I've toyed with the idea of taping it through the night, but I'm afraid that something followed me home that day in the creek. I'm terrified of what what I might find. Any, Any suggestions? Uh, hmm. This is an advice podcast now, and I my suggestion is uh, smudge everything. Smudge? Mad juju. Mad juju in house. You smudge everything. I I think the story's going to turn from here. I bet that the author's kind of getting impatient with the story. Yeah. Because yeah. the, the, link, the link to the creek thing, the shift to present time, and I don't know how to feel about any of that. Yeah. Oh, man, I've liked the pacing up until this point, but now I'm, like, a little worried. Yeah. yeah. I'm a little worried. Like, it's right, such so, a small thing. Okay. But yeah, David, uh, let's get that update. Okay, let's hit the update. So, a girl went missing by the creek a couple days ago. She was found in critical condition and rushed to the hospital. She made it, but no one will tell what, us what happened to her. I don't know if I have a choice to film now. I keep feeling like I'm being watched. Hmm... Update two. I haven't filmed yet, but if I don't write, I might go crazy. So, a few nights ago, with great trepidation, I went into the playroom to turn off the cold storage light again, and the door was shut and the light was already off. I realized the night before I had forgotten to shut the door and turn off the light. In the playroom next to the cold storage door, there is a built-in chalkboard my dad installed after we remodeled. Drawn hugely on the chalkboard was a child's chalk trawling. It was only it was super chilling. Uh, before we read what is on the chalkboard, I would have kind of liked it if the chalkboard was mentioned before this. Yeah. Yep. Just subtle, like... And we got a we got another moment. We got our first real moment of it was super chilling. Yeah. 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 Um okay. Hmm. 
think it's uh, I think it's you, Alan. <clears throat> yep. Uh, it featured two girls who I recognized as myself and my little sister. We were labeled. Standing beside, uh, behind us was another girl slash woman. She was much taller than either of us, holding hands with Gwen, and her hand was on my shoulder. She had a huge smile on her face and had eyes that looked like little chalk spiders. She didn't have a label telling her name over her head like Gwen and I did. I stared at her hand on my shoulder for a long time before turning to book it. Then I noticed a piece of paper taped to the playroom doorway. It said, closed, and handwriting too sloppy to be anyone but anyone's but Gwen's. Drawn all over the page were what looked like X's. The playroom light was on. I didn't turn it off. When I was getting ready to shower, I kept hearing faint rustling outside the bathroom door. I assume it was just my brother's, but now that there's a possibility that it wasn't, the littlest noise is terrifying. I asked my little sister the next morning what she had drawn in the playroom, and she brightened. She told me enthusiastically about her friend who she'd met in the playroom the other day. I asked her her name, and Gwen replied that she didn't have one, then responded that her friend thought my name was pretty, though. Man. Maybe in these last few paragraphs it'll come together. I hope so. I asked her if she talked about me with her friend. She said that her friend discussed me with her quite often. She also said that her friend wanted all three of us to play together. Oh, boy. I asked her about the closed sign covered in X's. She told me that her friend and her had played a game where they owned a shop. This friend of hers had told her to make the sign so that the game would be more realistic. It even told her what to draw on the signs. It was really scary how her friend seemed to communicate with her very clearly. Gwen didn't seem at all shaken by her interactions with her friend reiterating that her friend wanted to play with both of us but was severely unsettled but I was severely unsettled when I went back into the playroom later that night to check the sign it was still unclosed however two simple words had been scrawled over the drawing but those two simple words made me cry in terror back soon it looks like purple line Gotta introduce myself. <laughs> and then Bane. Well. <laughs> Raw talked. <laughs> okay, pop star. Then there, then there was a drawing. I noticed there was a drawing on the on the wall. It seemed to be a, a muscly man with a mask on. He seemed to be fucking a, 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 a Korean pop star in the butt without a condom. Doing it. Okay, so um, this story played played me. Yeah. I thought it would be something. Sad face, McGase. Yeah. Uh, who is this credited to? I'm about to tell you. It was initially uploaded by uh, completely insane. Cool. So. Completely insane. Wrote a. Oh, and when was this uploaded? Oh, 2014. Okay, so this hasn't been touched in a while, but. Um. Eh? 
Yes. Uh, like a resounding uh, on this one. Um, I'm sad because it started very strong. Yeah, I think that they were doing a good job of realistically writing personality. That is, the personalities weren't too deep, but they were how someone would describe someone. Uh huh. They were they were how they would describe themselves. They were how they would describe friends. Um, and then we get nothing out of whatever this entity is. This entity had zero personality. None whatsoever. Nope, nada. Zip zilch. Which, uh, which I think is weird because that would be the funnest part to write in my book. You know? Oh yeah. It's like you're doing all of this setup, and then you actually get to have fun with the bullshit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. In Ashcan yeah. Horror, you have the 99% that's real, and then the 1% that's bullshit. The the boring part is writing the 99%. That way you can set up for the fun, which is the 1% of complete bullshit. Mm-hmm. And the complete bullshit was lackluster here. Yeah, I mean, it really wandered into the, the tropes, I dare say cliches, of like the little girl who has an imaginary friend that's clearly a malicious entity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But- the entity didn't even seem particularly malicious, just being honest. Yeah, that that would be a direction that you could rewrite the story in, is it's not malicious at all. Then you just have, like, an imaginary friend that's, like, super cool. <laughs> and the creepy part is realizing that your imaginary friend maybe wasn't imaginary after all. Because that's yeah, already been also, done in stories like Mr. Widemouth. And, but, um, but also we have just, like, these loose plot threads that don't mean anything like the whole uh tiffany looking like uh cassie thing or like the girl who was found and taken to the hospital and they couldn't find anything out about that like that only served to make the narrator more scared i guess so and the and the tense is kind of bizarre yeah 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 at least this was at least this was an intellectually stimulating story in terms of like breaking it down and looking at what it's doing. We actually got to do analysis and not just dumb shit the whole time. Yeah. And I need that every so often, you guys. Like, as we've well established at this point, I'm shit at jokes, but I can do decent analysis, okay? <laughs> but but really getting on the top, like, doing my plug here, if you want just nothing but analysis and very few fucking jokes there's dead serious that's true a lot of good stuff coming to dead serious too and a lot of good stuff recently too yeah glitch city was pretty fun to do mm-hmm. i uh, i enjoyed uh, your your take on that one um and recommend that for anybody who listened to our uh, poke pasta challenge and wanted to hear the other stories that were submitted uh to that challenge uh, yeah finished off all the ones that wanted a critique mm-hmm. i'm happy <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, beyond that, uh, everything we want to plug has already been plugged from like past episodes. Uh, let's should we see what some of the the comments are? Because there's not many. Everybody who le- actually wait, yeah, everybody who left a comment, and that's four people with some variation of "I like this." Yeah, it's epic. I loved it. Trippy, simple but trippy. I liked it. Awesome. I liked it. These are all di- these are four individual comments. Um, my freshness rating is just a resounding meh. 
Yeah. Yeah. Meh. Meh. Eh. Eh. I give it a meh out of purple line. I give it uh, my first love story out of uh, Korean pop star's loose butthole. Um, I give it a I give it a is he still going to keep talking like that out of uh, Batman the Animated Series <laughs> good someone think of something to say um uh uh, raw dogging Mormons. <laughs> raw raw dogging Mormons. Mormons. Next time on Under Utah Analysis, we tackle the classic story, uh, Mister Wide Mister Widemouth, wherein a child befriends an imaginary creature that will let him drink Coca Cola as opposed to just ginger ale. <laughs> Uh, it, following just that, we're actually going to read the whole Book of Mormon, as as narrated by uh, who can do the best Joseph Smith impression. I do a pretty good Joseph Smith. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com. <laughs>